0: We are presented by WinBet, betting is a team sport, but together at WinBet, Eric Allen here inside the studio at One Jets Drive, joined by new jet safety, Chuck Clark. How does that feel, Chuck? Uh,
1: it feels good. It also feels different at the same time. It's new. So, uh, I mean, just just a lot of new new emotions and, you know, just a different experience. So, definitely, it definitely feels different, though, but it feels great at the same time.
0: So how did this all go down? The Jets make the trade with the Baltimore Ravens uh, in order to get you, of course, for a late-round pick in 2024, but when did you become aware of the deal?
1: (laughs) Honestly, I thought it was going to happen last year before uh, training camp. I thought uh, I I wanted out of there last year, and uh, when I tried, it 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 was pretty much denied. And uh, I thought I was coming to the Jets, like when the process was happening, it was Jets with Philly. But um, fast forward a year later, uh, pretty much ended the season, like, hey, y'all, y'all either gotta release me or trade me, you know. And I think that that, that relationship in Baltimore ran sour at the time, so I was like, y'all gotta release me or trade me, and they pretty much agreed to it. And uh, when I found out about it, uh, I, then I knew that it was about to happen. I was heading into a workout, and I was like, oh man, I'm headed to the Jets, like. It was crazy, so my phone started going crazy a little bit. I'm in the workout, but I think doing that workout was good, actually, with that initial little time just to ease my mind away from it. But, yeah, it, uh, I pretty much knew it was going to happen.
0: Relief or jubilation or a bunch of emotions? How would you describe that?
1: Uh, I think a bunch of emotions, honestly, because, like I said, I, I, I wanted out of the last situation. But then also with that in this business, you never know what comes with it. You know, this a league full of uncertainty. So you're like, oh, okay, if I get released, I won't have a job. If I get traded, it's a new new scenery, new scenario. You never know. So it it was definitely a bunch of emotions with it.
0: What was the mindset last year? Like you said, you talked to the front office and said, hey, I think it would be best if – we parted ways and I got a new start and whatever after obviously they drafted Kyle Hamilton and they signed Marcus Williams a free agency. But with all that being said, you put your head down and you never came off the field again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew like who I was as a person, who I was as a player. I mean, at first I was, I was, I was upset about everything that went on and I, I pretty much made that known and try to make it known. And, uh, when I realized I wasn't going to get what I was asking for, I was like, you know what? I just got to make the most of this situation. And at the end of the day, I still got to put, put good film on tape, you know, go out there, ball out, do what I got to do. And, uh, you know, eventually what, what I want will come. So um, with that, it, like you said, how, how was that? It, it was tough a little bit. But then once I got playing and got in the groove of the season, it's like, all right, you playing ball. Like, you, you're not about to complain now. You, you in it.
0: Who did you talk to from the Jets initially when the trade was final?
1: Uh so when it first happened, uh head coach called me, DC called me, uh they was all on the call. Um player wise, uh DJ Reed had reached out to me and we texted back a little bit. Um who else? Talked to Joe. So so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I got good feedback and I was like, All right, cool. They reaching out to me, they to me, you know. It's like, cool, this is what's up.
0: What did DJ say to you? Because, of course, he came over from Seattle himself last year signing a free agency. Uh, he was just, like,
1: excited to have me on board, you know, ready to rock out this season. I pretty much said back to him, like, hey, you know, same. I, I'm ready to ball out with y'all. You know, we're about to turn a new new page over here. And um, all let us, let's hit our individual goals and let's go get our team goals. And I was like, I feel like, hey, playoffs need to be a minimum for us. Like, that's the mindset that we need to have moving forward.
0: What about Robert Sala and Jeff Rolbrick when they got on the phone? Because Sala, uh, to a man, everybody talks about his connectivity with the players.
1: Mm-hmm, definitely. So, I mean, with that, like, we, we kind of hopped on the phone and got to chop it up a little bit. And I always heard about him, you know, you know just talking through the league and different guys, you know. All right, he he he's real good with the players, you know, I connect with him and just hopping on the phone and we talking back and forth. He's like really excited to have me over. And um I think like the vibe that I got was like very welcome and and all right, like, hey, I'm I'm be here for you, you know what I'm saying? Everything that you need and we're gonna go and do what we gotta do.
0: What do you think about the secondary? How much were you able to take in maybe last year from afar watching DJ come over and thrive? Saw us Gardner be drafted number four overall. He goes on to be defensive rookie of the year. The Jets signed Jordan Whitehead and Friancey last year. From afar, what did you see from the secondary?
1: Uh, I definitely seen like a mixture of young and experienced within the group, but a lot of playmaking for sure. Um, a lot of playmaking on the back end over there. Uh, different intangibles, you know, different trades. You got, you got tall guys, shorter guys, you know, athletic quick. So I'm excited to be in the mix for real. I can't, I can't wait to be out there with them.
0: Can you talk about adding to the culture and what you will take from you, from your time in Baltimore? Because when you think about the Ravens, you think about a perennial contender, a team that's going to be battling the playoffs every year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's, like, how I, I, I told you I was talking with DJ, and I, I I had this conversation with somebody else in the building when I was there last week. Like, like I feel like playoffs is minimum. Like, we got to get in there. Like, win the next game, and let's get to the playoffs. Let's do what we got to do. And once we get in the playoffs, we're going to set up and start moving from there and do what we got to do. So, like, I just having that experience. I've been in the league six years, and uh, I missed the playoffs too. So I feel like, hey, we, we got to get in the playoffs. Got to give yourself a shot to go win a ring.
0: Do you like that attack style uh, the Jets are playing with on defense? I mean, Salas' first year and Albrecht's first year. This was a team completely in transition, and they finished thirty-second in the National Football League. But across the board last year, top five in several categories.
1: Right, definitely, uh, definitely, definitely, a lot of ballers on defense. Uh, making explosive plays, so uh, like I said, I can't wait to get in the mix right there. It's it's a lot, it's a lot to be excited about.
0: What's been the key as far as your dependability, dependability, and durability over the course of your career? Because this is a hundred percent injury league, yet Chuck Clark's always on the field.
1: Uh, I really try not to think about it, honestly, because like you said, like anything can happen in this game any day. So, I, honestly, I just try not to think about it, you know, but give a lot of it to God. You know, it's, it's a physical game. Like, anytime you step on that field, practice field, game field, anything can happen. But just trying to take care of my body, you know, getting in a routine, lifting, lifting eating right, stretching, taking care of my body. But um, I remember, like, my rookie year, I was in the weight room and I was stretching. And um, Terrell Sus had came up to me, and he was like, what you doing in here stretching he's like and i mean and if you kind of know like his personality it didn't really come off like that really and so it was a little bit more he's like Man, i ain't started <laughs> stretching getting getting massaged and nothing like that until a year forward and he's like you know what keep that keep that up you know so i'm like you know what that, that, that kind of always stuck with me you know just stay on top of your body you know because as, as you go and well to speak on that like he went on to play 15 16 years or something like that but I mean as as you keep going you know things will happen to your body nicks and bruises so you just got to stay on top of it honestly
0: How much you pride yourself on your versatility because uh yeah you play a lot of snaps or free safety you can play strong safety people say you line up in linebacker you can come down and play nickel
1: Mhm Yeah I just think I'm a ball player like I I don't really when I think about it I don't I'm a DV but I'm a ball player. I don't classify myself like as anything. Like If I'm asked to do it, I'm going to go try to get it done, learn it, figure it out, and go get it done and play at a high level.
0: And speaking of playing at a high level, what do you think about playing in New York for a hungry fan base? This team hasn't been in the playoffs since 2010. The reason why I mentioned New York, you put on a Clark, Chuck Clark highlight film you're seeing him make a lot of plays against the Jets in week one. Then he came back against the Giants last year. Seemed like you yeah. felt like you were playing at yeah. home anytime you were up here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's definitely a
1: place I'm, I'm going to say semi-familiar with. You know, then took the train up a few times from Baltimore, you know, move around in the city a little bit. But uh, uh, I'm excited about the opportunity to be be able to play on that stage in New York. Uh, just to be there, you know. Everybody, you know, knows about New York. People across the country, across the world, know about New York. So just to be able to come there and play there, uh, I can't wait for the opportunity.
0: How have you progressed throughout your career? Uh, you mentioned before coming into the league out of Virginia Tech and that interaction with Terrell Suggs, T. Suggs. But um, you, you look at your trajectory and how you just you came in as a depth player. Who's going to participate on special teams? Then you became a regular in the starting lineup. How would you describe your ascension in this league?
1: Uh, I think uh, the way I got going in this league is the same, pretty much how it happened in college. Uh, just started off on special teams, pretty much that first year. And you know, like, okay, you know, you you're making plays, making tackles on special teams. Let's try to evolve you into a little package. Let's get you a package. Let's get you a role. And then that that turned into, you know injuries happen then next thing you know uh i'm I'm go from being a core special team guy in a matter of a week to a defensive starter wearing the green dot the next week and uh that's pretty much how i have it you know just starting out special teams special teams special teams and then um that's the thing like you try to piece to like a a lot of guys coming in the league now like don't sleep on special teams because that could be where you know projects your career to take off honestly and a lot of guys don't really want to do it because they're like for what? I just was a four-year starter at this school. Like why well, I'm going to do that? But I mean, it really can get your career going, honestly.
0: What about your hunger for the ball? Not a lot of safeties you're looking up and saying, "Yeah, he had triple digit tackles last year." I you go over 100 tackles last season. Can you talk about that mindset of always getting there?
1: Uh I just pride myself on getting to the ball, uh making a tackle, making a sure tackle. Um if you're not getting to the ball, if you're not if you're not showing up on the film and the camera on every down, then what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, what side of the field you on? You got to get to the ball, and make plays. That's just how I feel. You know, it, that's what it's about. Football, getting to the ball.
0: Jets fans, we're in our final push, and the clock is ticking. WinBet is giving you a golden opportunity to win VIP prizes for the 2023 season. The Winbet Green Room is the most exclusive space at the stadium with all-inclusive food and beverage, lower-level seats, and appearances by Jets legends and celebrities. New Jersey customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on Winbet's sportsbook or casino. For New York customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on Winbet's sportsbook. The best part? You get an entry for every $100 you wager. Hey, I want to ask you about the intangibles you're going to bring to the table because anybody who knows you or followed your career knows that you're going to be a force inside the locker room and also in the community, and we're going to get to that in a second. But you were at NFL Honors this year, correct?
1: Yeah, yep, that was a first-time experience for me. It was cool.
0: So the Baltimore Ravens 2022 Man of the Year, I wanted to ask you about this. That night how special was it for you individually and then what did you think when you saw a pair of jets get defensive rookie of the year and offensive rookie of the year and sauce Gardner and garrett wilson as you were taken in that night now looking back
1: uh for me personally that night like i said it, it was the first time for me ever being there so it, it was cool just to see how like the I guess a TV show, a TV program runs, like they got the TV uh, breaks and hey, we need you to sit here in this seat or whatnot. So it, it was cool. And it was, it was good just to be recognized for that. But um, seeing the two guys that, that won the Ricky, Ricky of the Year awards and I, and then looking back on it, like, okay, now those are going to be my teammates. Like that's what's up for real. Like just like the the sky's the limit for them at this point, you know, they uh, don't get complacent and keep on balling out. But that's cool, too. Two rookies from the same team win those awards. That's what's up.
0: I'd encourage everybody to watch that video the Ravens put out of you uh, getting that honor from John Harbaugh in front of the rest of the team. He brought you up in front of the guys. Um, can you talk about what platforms you are a part of as far as off the field? And also, do you look at this as an opportunity for you to – Hey, take your platform and then extend it up here in the Northeast now at your new home.
1: Definitely. Um, so I think my, my thing has always been just community outreach, you know, not not specifically geared to a certain, uh, uh, I guess if you want a sickness or a disease or something, it's just always been community outreach. So just trying to uh, feed and pour back into the community in which I live, where I work and whatnot. So had the opportunity to do it in Virginia and Baltimore. So now I get to carry that up to the, some more of the East coast of New York, New Jersey area. So I, I, I'm looking forward to that for sure.
0: What put that in you? What installed that in you that, Hey, listen, I'm I'm an NFL now. I'm going to go out and help others.
1: Uh, I just think a lot of it has to do like with how I grew up, you know, the things that I've seen. And then, then personally it's just like, if you're not trying to better your community where you live and it's like, what what are we doing? Honestly, Uh, you just try to make the things around us better.
0: Can you You
1: talk about that? What? Yeah. uh, So like you, you never know like what what your time, your presence can do to someone who's in a, a less fortunate situation than you. But, um, I've had the ability to have, um, a back to school drives, bike drives, um, Doing different, showing up at different um, group group events with kids, uh, juveniles. So, just 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 trying to do whatever I can, not not limiting it to one specific thing.
0: Yeah, the Ravens say if there's an event, Chuck's at it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they, they definitely got me out for a lot of events, you know, here and there. So, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Just trying to do what I could.
0: So can you talk about your up uh, upbringing and your background and the environment and how that helped shape you?
1: Yeah. Uh, and I grew up always playing sports, you know, year-round, baseball, basketball, football, being competitive. And I think that just always, like, stuck with me. Like, playing sports, it, it, it develops a mindset and mentality, you know, being a team, team building, bond, community building, you know. So just always being involved in sports, active. Um, my dad was in the military. Uh, so But fortunately, we, we never had to move around a lot. We was stationed in one spot in Virginia. So, yeah, just grew up playing sports, you know, just always active in sports. And I think, like, a lot of that, like I said, a lot of that helped with shaping me, mindset and
0: mentality-wise. What service in the military was he? Uh, Navy. Okay. It, it, and how did he – take some of those lessons and transfer them to you. Uh, I, it's like thinking about it, I can't like necessarily
1: put one thing on it, but I think like different things as far as like growing up, learning how to cut the grass and not, not stopping, like not giving up cause it's hot outside or something like that. Like to keep pushing through or, you know, learning how to wash a car, like, okay, like, you know, you gotta be specific with it, you know, you can't just watch the car. You got to get the wheels. You got to get the rims, too. Do the, the little details, you know, the small things that matter as well.
0: What, what do you think that meant to the guys in the locker room last year, knowing that, hey, listen, you were going through some personal adversity, I would say professional adversity, because, hey, you didn't necessarily want to be there, but you put your head down, like we talked about before, and said, I'm going to do what's best for the team and my teammates here as long as I am here?
1: uh, I think to, I know how personally to me, like, if somebody don't want to be there, you know, all right, it's like, why, why be here? But then, like, I think once I, like, proved and showed it, I'm like, okay, I'm here, y'all, y'all getting all of me, and I even expressed that to them, like, all right, he on board. You know, he been around here, one of those type of things. But, uh. I I got like at the end of the year a lot of guys, you know, they gave me their respect and whatnot. It was like appreciate you sticking it out, staying here, you know, not going crazy or turning up and whatnot. So I mean, at the end of the day I can I can feel good walking away from that situation, knowing that I did what I had to do. And uh I mean, I it's so many people in that building that reached out to me. It's like appreciate you, respect to you. So I could I could walk away feeling good with that.
0: What do you think this offseason is going to be like for you, uh, as you embark on your second professional team here?
1: It's definitely going to be different uh, from the standpoint of learning a new playbook, learning a new city, um, a new team, new locker room. Just how how things flow on a day to day basis, you know. Being somewhere for six years, you kind of understand how things flow. You know, you figure things out, but then all of a sudden that changes into a different environment. So I guess just trying to figure out the new uncertainties. But, uh, I mean, it's nothing new that anybody hasn't done in the league before, so I
0: think I'll be all right. You mentioned DJ before. Are there some other guys in this roster that you've talked to or, you know, have come in contact with recently?
1: No, I really haven't talked to too many guys yet. But, I mean, I think it's better, you know, in-person interaction so you can really – get to know a person, meet them, see how they talk. You know, I think it's definitely a little bit – it's cool for guys to reach out, you know what I'm saying, for sure. But, I can, like I said, I can't wait to meet guys in person.
0: Yeah, and how do you think it's going to be when you do walk into that locker room with that young mix of, of this team that has so many, uh, so many talented young individuals? You're fitting yourself into – that locker room, but also you're going to be looked at for leadership ability as well.
1: I don't know. Like I said, it, it's all going to be new for, for me, so I mean, I'm going to be looking around the same way, like, all right, what are we doing here? But at the end of the day, like, I, I understand. Uh, if we had guys come over in the, in the past in Baltimore and they like, They like, they calling me OG. I'm like, OG, what you mean? I'm year five, year six, you know. I'm year five, year six. So, I mean, I I understand what comes with it in this game. Like, if you get past three years in this game, like, you know what I'm saying, you almost a veteran in here, you know. So, just going to be me day in and day out, you know. Anything that I got to share, I will share. Not afraid to speak, not not afraid to talk. So, definitely just going to be me.
0: Awesome, Chuck. Well, we really appreciate your time today.
1: Definitely, definitely appreciate y'all having me.